0: come on church isn't that awesome come on oh i love all that god is doing around here we really mean that that everyone is welcome and anything is power uh, possible through the power of the holy spirit working in our lives and every month we celebrate life change Baptism is the outward expression of the inward commitment. And I'm so proud of you. If that was you last week being baptized, um, way to go. And some of you, you've recently made a decision to follow Jesus and you've never publicly declared your faith in front of your church family. Well, the good news is, is next month, we're gonna offer baptism again. And on that connection card we've already talked about today, you can just check the box, I need to be water baptized. And a member of our team, our staff, will answer all the questions that you have and help you take that next step on your spiritual journey. Uh, Before we dive into what I have to talk about today, um, let me just kind of give you the version of the news that Brian just gave you. And uh, next Sunday, it is at the movies. Uh, Because of copyright laws, we cannot um, stream that online. So you have to be in the room um, to join us. So I'm talking to you online folks for just a moment where you kind of just, ah, no. Come next week, we turn this place into a movie theater, free popcorn, free soda, free candy, um, and we play back our favorite at the movies from last year. Um, And just so you know, this week I went in and I recorded all of our At The Movies for this year, and we'll do that in November together. Um, And so it's an incredible series, our most attended, our best attended series throughout the entire year. Um, And next week, if you're brand new and never heard this, come check it out. Um, I think you'll, I think, I think God's going to speak to you in a really powerful way, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. Um, And I have one quick announcement. I told you last week that I have one announcement about the fall season um, coming up. This isn't really the fall. It's more um, late summer announcement, but it affects us going forward and put it on your calendar, mark it down. But starting on August the 7th, so schools are back in, we're back to somewhat of a normal schedule. Starting August the 7th, we are changing our service times here at One Life Church. Um, We're gonna have a 9 a.m. How many of you excited for 9 a.m.? And get me out of here early, okay. And then a 10.30 service. Um, a lot of our younger families have said we would love um, if that service wasn't 11 1030 just because of nap time and lunch and all of that so we heard you um, and we're gonna give you two great opportunities to come either 9 or 1030 and honestly as we become one church in two locations on September 11th um, to be aligned so streaming of the message goes there um, we're gonna have one service over at our East Mesa campus as we launch and that that will be at the 10.30 service hour. So letting you know that now to, to prepare, I mean, it's just 30 minutes um, earlier for most of you. I think our 11 o'clock service is really gonna grow because of that. Um, but I'm letting you know that now, we're a month and a half away from, from all those changes taking into effect. Um, and again, we are 11, 11 weeks away from the launch of our new East Mesa campus, One Church, Two Locations. Um, I, need you, I told you I'm gonna be so upfront and honest with you um, this summer, painfully honest with all the construction and all the updates that we have. And I'm gonna ask us to pray, church. Um, this week, we did get some news that the supply chain shortage, you know, all those things we're hearing about, um, it is affecting us now. Um, we were on target, we're still on target, nothing's gonna change, like we're gonna make September 11, one church in two locations, no doubt that will happen. Um, we may just be a few more weeks delayed for everything to be finished on this campus than what we originally, what we originally thought. I know you understand that and you've been so amazing through it all but I told you I would keep you posted keep you updated as as we go along for for this ride together so we're hoping still we're going to plan and prepare um, that we're going to do both the same weekend but letting you know like you know under promise over deliver type of thing that's what I'm trying to do um, right right now for 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 September um, 11th launch okay everybody cool with that all right Get your sermon notes out. Um, I'm really, I am fired up to preach today. Um, if you're not the amen type, um, today would be a really good day to say amen from time to time. Um, I just, I preach a lot better when you go along with me with that. So uh, let's try that. Um, you all excited to be here today? Yeah. I like it, I like it, I like it. Uh, we're in the middle baked into this summer series. Every time that I'll be on the stage, this summer, I'm going to try to give you some vision, some values, some things that we hold dear here at One Life Church that sustain us, that give us the fuel to move forward, especially as we add locations and you know, we're adding one location, but we have a vision to add many locations all around the East Valley um, in our future. And so the first, the first week we talked about we want to be a church that just enjoys life. That God is the source of joy, we wanna be able to enjoy life with him, enjoy life together, that gives us a lot of fuel for for the journey. Last week we talked about we wanna be a church that experiences the presence of God that we just don't come to church and check it off the list and we just get into this routine. No, no, we're here every single week that God would open up heaven, break down every barrier, and we would hear him clearly speak to us each and every week. So not just here, but also in your small groups, in your devotional time, we wanna be a church that encounters the presence of God. Now today, I'm gonna give you one that is near and dear to my heart. I think this isn't just for, for us as an organization or as a movement, Um, But if you apply this to your life, if you're a business leader in the room and you can apply this principle to your businesses and to your families, um, this this will set you up for incredible success. And here we go, that we will be a church that empowers leaders, that empowers leaders. Now, here's what I mean by this. I believe that God has leadership gifts inside of each and every one of you. And God has put dreams and he has put vision and he has put purpose in your life. And my goal as the lead pastor of this church is to help you discover what your purpose is so you can go fulfill all the leadership that God has put in your heart and in your life. This church should look like you. It should not look like me. Now I have a pivotal role my goal is to cast vision. My goal is to raise money. My goal is to make sure that we're all aligned, going in the same direction. That's my goal. But the ministry belongs to all of you. You are the ministers. Now, people freak out about that. They're like, no, no, no. We pay you to do the ministry, Jared. Like, we're here. to Just feed us on Sunday. Like, we're good. But, you know, it, it's you. You're the Minister, You're the, remember, you heard this word, the clergy. Have you ever heard that word? Hey, you can't find the word clergy in your Bible. It's not, it's not there. I know why people struggle with this. Because in the Old Testament, uh, during the, the laws, the, the Levitical system, God chose a group of people and said, you're the Levites. Um, you're going to talk to me on behalf of the people. So if people want to sacrifice Old Testament system again, they need to talk and go through you. If people want to go to the Holy of Holies and do all these things and, and pray, they need to go through you. There was a group of people that were set up to do the ministry. And then Jesus shows up on the scene, and he turns this whole system on its head. It says, Actually, God wants to talk to you directly. Amen. Actually, God actually has some amazing things specifically for you to do in your life. And then Jesus, he dies, he rises from the, the, from the dead and then he spends 40 days and then he says this, I am leaving you, but I am going to send the Holy Spirit and with the power of the Holy Spirit resting on your life, this is the words of Jesus, looks at his disciples and says, you will do even greater things than I have done. The normal people, the common folks, they love that. You know who didn't love that? The religious. No, 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 that's for a, a certain group of people. And Jesus flips the whole thing on its head. And then Christianity grows and grows and grows because people are discovering their purpose, they're understanding their gifts, they're moving forward, the mission moves forward. And then in the year 325, Christianity becomes the, the official religion of Rome and they revert it back to the old system. No, 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 there's clergy. Have you ever heard this word, layman? The clergy and the layman, they do all the ministry and you just do whatever they tell you to do. And don't read your Bibles, we'll do that for you. We're not going to empower you to do anything, like we'll handle everything and you just give and you just do what we tell you, we tell you to do. One of the greatest things that came out of the 1500s, the Protestant Reformation People started reading their Bibles again. People started understanding what the biblical uh, view of baptism was and this idea of the priesthood of the believer. That you don't need to talk to a priest, that you have direct access to God, that he can empower you to do incredible, incredible things. And that's where we're living at today. You don't have to talk to me, I'm nobody special. The same communication line that I have with God, you can have it too. A couple of years ago, I was golfing about this time of year. It was later in the afternoon and the storms were starting to roll in and you could tell in the guys that I was golfing with, they look at me and they said, uh, you're a professional Christian. Um, don't you have like a direct line? Can't you like get God to clear these? No, I, I can't help you with that. Like the same line that I have to God, you have to God. And people don't quite understand that, or they think that there's a lot of things in their past that keep them from walking into all that God has for them. So, so here's some incorrect views. I'm gonna give you some incorrect views, and then I'm gonna give you some application, and then we're gonna take a survey together. You ready for it? Okay, here's the first one. This is what people say, an incorrect view, but they'll say, I'm, I'm not enough. Like for, for me to really step into my calling, all that God has for me, Jared, if you really knew, who I really am, or, or they'll say things like, Jared, I, I get that, but I'm way too old now. But that, that, that's a young man's game, a young woman's game. Or, or you'll say, I'm too young for all of that. And we begin to give all of the reasons why we can't. We see all of our limitations, don't we? Instead of seeing the possibilities that God has for us, then we live, we live in the limitations. Nobody is more surprised at what God is doing around One Life Church than I am. Like, I know who I am. I know all of the fears, all the insecurities. I know everything. If you, would not, if you knew what was going on in my mind, you would not want me to be your pastor. I am not the smartest person. In, in, in high school, B minus, C plus average, just good enough to play basketball. Like, that was, that was the king for that. My wife, on the other hand, straight A's, valedictorian of her senior class, like she should be the lead pastor here at One Life Church, not me. I mean, like she has it all together. If you, just don't, I struggle. Nobody's more surprised at what God wants to do here at One Life Church than I am, because I know who I am. And I'm telling you, every excuse that you're gonna give to God, God, (laughs) Man, God specializes in using broken people. He specializes in using what we think is what success for the world. God specializes in using us in our weaknesses to accomplish amazing things for His glory. So you're. You are more than enough. And I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit. You are more than enough. That's an incorrect view. The second one, people will say, uh, I have way too much baggage. <laughs> Jared, um, uh, if you knew what I did last night, man, like there's no way that God could use me to do anything great. And then you look in the rear view mirror of your life and you just see like relational wreckage after relational wreckage after relational wreckage and you think, Jared, uh, I've got way too much baggage. And I know this is a real thing that people have walked in the room with, or you're online, you you think this is true. Um, I became the pastor here almost five years ago. I declared, I think, on our second or third week, that this is the guilt-free zone. In this place, there will be no judgment, and there will be no shame. I do not need to stand on this stage and tell you how bad you are. You already know that. I do not need, I am not the Holy spirit. We, we trust that the Holy spirit is God. The third person of the triune and his job is to convict. His job is to tell you all of those things. That is not my job. I will not do that here. This is the guilt free zone. Amen. But all I ask you is when you walk in and we all have baggage and we all have struggle in our life that you would open up your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And when the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin, when the Holy Spirit nudges you in certain directions, that we would all say yes, we would hold nothing back, and we would thank him in advance for what he's going to do. That's my prayer every single week. This is the guilt-free zone. So can we commit one more time, as we launch two, one church, two locations, a new, a new campus, can we commit again that this is the guilt-free zone? Amen. There's no shame, there is no judgment. Which means there will be people that will walk through our doors that vote different than you. That's all right. There will be people that will, if everyone is welcome, there will be people that will walk through our doors that struggle with certain sins. That's why we're here. Everyone is welcome. And through the power of the work of the Holy Spirit, anything is possible. Amen. This is the guilt-free zone. No shame, no judgment. Here's the third thing that, just an incorrect view, people will say, I've had bad experiences, and I know this is real, and I wanna be loving, but I need to be your pastor for a moment. Some of you have had a really bad church experience, and it's kept you on the sidelines for far too long. And you keep on using it as an excuse over and over and over again. And you have not yet stepped into the calling that God has on your life because of that bad pastor or that bad small group or that bad thing that happened years and years and years and years ago. Now, everything that I just said is true. So, so hear me out. I envision that this is a place that if you're coming from a bad church experience, that you're able to rest here. You're able to catch your breath and take the time that you need, but let that be a season of your life. That cannot continue to be the story of your life. That was a season I have rested and now walk into the calling that God has for your life. Now I understand, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you, this is real. You've had some bad experiences, but it's time in Jesus name to move forward. It's time to move forward. Stop talking and dwelling on the past. God has some incredible things that he wants to do in your life. And I want to empower you to do that. I want you to walk into all that God has for your life. Here's a couple of verses just to encourage you. Acts chapter 10 says, it makes no difference who you are or where you're from. But if you want God and are ready to do as he says, come on church, the door is open. The door is open. I have a prayer that I pray every uh, Thursday or Friday for you. And this is the prayer, and this is going to be the starting point of, okay, how do we... How do we walk into being empowered, right? Here's, here's Ephesians chapter three. Paul says, I pray, this is a prayer. I pray from his glorious unlimited resources that he will, say this with me church, that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So, so how do we do this? How do we walk into our calling for all that God has for us? Here's, here's number one, write it in your notes. If we're gonna do this, number one, you have to know your worth. I have to know my worth. And you need to know how incredibly valuable you are. Your value is based on what someone will pay for it. All these housing prices, you know, like, is it worth that? Sure it is, somebody's paying for it. Now, will they pay for that a couple of years from now? Probably not, and I hate to burst your bubble, but um, Your value is worth what someone will pay for it. Man, there's a God in heaven who loved you so much. He he considers you so valuable that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross for you. I hope that just doesn't come like, nah, we talk about that a lot around here. I, I hope that sinks deep into your soul. Cause you may think, man, I, I, I'm not, I don't have any value. I, I've blown it. That was a long time ago. No, there's a God in heaven who loved you so much that he sent his son, Jesus to die on the cross for your sin. He came to redeem you. That word "redeem" means to put back to its original specification. So let me just tell you how valuable you are here. Ready for this? This is Psalm 139. For you, created my, you, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Check this out. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them ever came to be. All of you think that I'm the one that's ordained. You have, you have the, that's wrong. All of you are ordained by God to do incredible things. That word ordained means to be set apart. I love this verse because this clearly states why we're pro-life here at One Life Church. Because all of us were created in my own most most being. Before you ever took a breath, before you said your first word, God had ordained, set apart some incredible things for you to do. That's how much he, that's how crazy he is about you. Well, if this is, if this is the case, how he's designed us, the personality he's given you, you need to know that your design reveals your destiny to how he put you together, why life is so valuable, like your design reveals your destiny. Jared, I don't. don't, I'm not special, And, and we talk, and again, we make all those excuses. I'm nobody special. I have too much baggage, Jared. I've had really bad experiences, and we allow those things to keep us on the sidelines. And I'm I'm pleading with you, One Life Church, to know how valuable you are. That God has some specific things for you, because He wants you to walk into the destiny that He has. I mean. Don't miss this. So many people stay stuck on the sidelines, just living their nine to five, over and over and over again, and they never fully walk into all the dreams that God's put in their heart. Don't miss it. Here's number, here's number two, I need to hurry. Skip the next verse, Lynn, go to the next one. Um, you have to discover my gifts. Now, once you give your life to Jesus, you've been redeemed, bought with that price, know your, know your worth, know your value, you have to discover the spiritual gifts that God has put inside of each of us. Romans chapter 12 says this for just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function so in Christ we though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us all of us have that you have us you have a spiritual gift I love how spiritual gifts play themselves out so well in life groups. Maybe you, never, maybe you never thought of this, but you have one person who's gone through the growth track, they, they, they've done all of this spiritual, um, spiritual gift testing, and they know I have the gift of, of hospitality. I love opening up my home, I love making incredible food, And so they lay it out, right? They have this charcuterie board and they have this amazing spread and all the people come in and they're all sitting in the living room. And as this person is bringing this amazing spread out, it trips or they they trip and the food goes everywhere. Well, the person in the group that has the spiritual gift of mercy, they get on their knees and they get eyeball to eyeball and they say, oh my goodness, are you okay? Like, well, I, I've been there before. I know exactly how, how you're feeling. They show all of this empathy. The person with the spiritual gift of serving, they don't have to be told anything. They just get right to work. Like, what do I need to do? The person with the spiritual gift of administration, they start barking orders, right? Like, you do this and you do that and you go there and get the mop and organize everything. The, the person with the spiritual gift of prophecy, they'll say, I saw that coming the whole way, right? I knew they were gonna trip coming in and... <laughs> The person with the spiritual gift of giving, oh, they'll take out their wallet and give the person $100 and say, oh, no big deal, go buy more. Like, we'll, we'll wait as long as it takes. This is no, no pressure. The person with the spiritual gift of teaching will say, okay, now what's the spiritual lesson we can learn through all of this and, and lay it all out for them. Point A, point B, point, point C. We have all of these spiritual gifts. It's a beautiful thing when you begin to see it play out in the life of the church which is why we have structured our whole entire ministry here around. Yeah, listen, a spiritual gift is a supernatural ability that God gives to each of his children so that together we can make a difference for him in this world. You learn all of this in the thing that we created called the growth track. It is a, we have four main main things that we do here at One Life Church. This is a main thing that we do. I I read when I became your pastor that 87% of Christians don't know their spiritual gift. That cannot be said about One Life Church. You need to discover the gifts that God has put in your, in your life. He has placed them there for you to use in the body, in the broader context, so we can go accomplish some amazing things together. You have to discover your gifts. And once you, just, once you know your worth, once you discover your gifts, here's the third point, then we fulfill my purpose. Then we fulfill the purpose that God's put in our heart. And, and that is, I hope you you know, that is why I get up in the morning. is is to help each and every one of you take a step to fulfill the purpose that God has for your life. I want to empower you to walk into your calling. Because you will stand before the Lord one day, and you will be asked two questions. The first question is, "What did you do with my Son Jesus? Did you receive Him? Did you reject Him? Did you accept His grace and His forgiveness?" Everybody will be asked that. And if you said, hey, I'm here because my salvation, because of trusting in Jesus Christ, then the next question that you will be asked is, okay, now what did you do with the one life that I gave you? Did you steward the gifts that I put inside of you? Were you selfish? Did you live life for yourself? Was this just fire insurance for you or did you fully step into the calling and the purpose that I had for your life? I want you to be able to answer that well on Judgment Day. I want you to say, yeah, I understood my gifts and my calling and I knew that I was valuable. I knew that God had placed certain things in my life and I knew that I could fulfill that. And when I put my head down to sleep in Mesa, Arizona or Gilbert, Arizona, or from wherever you're watching online, you know right now that I know why I'm alive. I I know why I've been placed on this earth and even after working incredible hours and being dog tired, even in all of that, you can put your head under your pillow at night and say, I know, I'm, I'm made for this. I, I know what God has called me, what God's called me to do. I'm made for this. I love 1 Peter. He says, God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Hey, One Life Church, don't miss this. Manage them well, be a good steward of them. Here's why so that God's generosity can flow through you. I love this scripture. It's not on here, but it's in Acts. It says, he who refreshes, or he who is generous with other people, will he himself, herself be refreshed. That's That's why you can put your head on your pillow at night and be like, "I'm, I'm made for this. I know why I'm here. I know the call of God on my life. I want this so bad for you, so bad. Because regardless of what this world throws at us, when you have a purpose for your life that's bigger than Fox News, it's bigger than CNN, when you have a purpose for your life to bless other people, to live in the sweet spot of your calling, oh, church, I want this so bad for you, because you'll know "I'm, I'm made for this, I'm made for this maybe a year from now, I don't know, but maybe we'll have like one of those worship nights or something, and we'll have all of our locations together. And, you know, back when I was growing up, we would pass the mic testimony night and people would, you know, get on the microphone and say crazy things. And we don't do that anymore because I don't trust you, (laughs) just so you know, but um, (laughs) I can't believe I said that out loud. Um, But let's pretend that we pass the mic around here. I see this so clearly. And what if people understood their value, knew their purpose, and walked fully into their calling? I'm looking around, I I could see somebody grabbing the mic and saying, "Um, my name is Duncan, I'm a minister of Jesus, and I have the spiritual gift of mercy. And I go and visit people in the hospital, and I visit our shut-ins here at One Life Church. And when I go and visit them in the hospital and visit our shut-ins, I I don't see them just as a need or a problem. I see them the way that Jesus does. And then I know I'm made for this. He passes the mic and, hey, my name is Nesha. I serve every Sunday, checking boys and girls into our ministry. So it's safe, it's secure. I help with their anxiety of separation for a moment, but once I know that the kids are safe and secure and kids check in, and mom and dad make it over to the worship center, and then I find out later that both mom and dad made a decision to follow Jesus, I know in that moment that I'm made for this. Passes the mic. Hey, my name is Patrick. I'm a minister of Jesus. I have the spiritual gift of craftsmanship, and I love technology. And each week I sit behind one of our cameras so we can stream this to hundreds of people. And then I hear the reports of many new people checking us out online. And then I hear the reports of people who are making a decision to follow Jesus on our online campus. And when I hear those reports, then I know I'm made for this. Yeah, my name is Mary Lee. I have the spiritual gift of encouragement. I'm a minister of Jesus. Every week, I take a small group of people into our nursing homes here in Mesa, and we sing songs and we teach them a Bible lesson. People that haven't been visited by anybody for weeks and weeks and weeks, sometimes even years. And when I get that smile and I get that hug, I know I'm made for this. My name is Jared. I am nobody special. I'm a minister of Jesus. I have the spiritual gift of preaching and leadership. And I love to see people take their next step in following what God has for their life. When I see people take a next step, I know I'm made for this. how about a church? What would you say? Let me be so bold. What are you doing? It's time for all of us to know our worth, discover our gifts, so we can step fully into our calling. That's a movement that I want to be a part of. Right where you are, all over the room, online, bow your heads, close your eyes. God's speaking to many of us today. Maybe you walked in the room and there's some shame, there's some judgment telling you this is the guilt-free zone. God sees you exactly as you are. He loves you. Some of you have been going your own way. You've been keeping God at a distance for far too long right now in this moment he's speaking say yes to him don't delay if you know today you need to give your heart to God you need to respond to his love pray this prayer put it in your own words mean it in your heart say today God I'm sorry for going my own way tell him that I'm sorry for keeping you at a distance but as simply as I know how today I give my life to you I receive your grace I receive your love. Forgive me of all my sin. Today, I promise to live for you. Tell them that. Holy Spirit, I thank you for those people who are praying that prayer for the very first time. Others, it might be a prayer of rededication, recommitment, but Lord, you know right where they are. And so we just say, thank you. Thank you for saving people today. And if you're in the room and you've given your life to Jesus, but maybe you're on the sidelines, you haven't fully stepped into the calling that God has for your life, why don't you commit right now that before the end of this summer, I'm gonna stop with every excuse that I have and open up your heart, let God speak to you. And Here's my prayer that you would say yes to him. You would step into the calling that He has for your life. It might be just serving here at One Life Church. It might be um, serving in our community. The Holy Spirit will tell you. So open up your heart and invite Him to speak. So Lord, my prayer is that the people of God that will apply the Word of God to our life. We're sorry for overcomplicating this. We ask you to forgive us. And now, God, I have a prayer of dedication over One Life Church, that as we step into the future that you have for us here, that all of us together would understand what what you're doing, understand the gifts that you've put inside of us, and we would walk fully into the call. We submit to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, church, if you take a moment and will you celebrate with me those who just said yes to Jesus in the room and online? Way to go. I'm really proud of you. Um, There's a connection card inside that worship guide. Just check the box. Um, And our prayer team will be down front. You can place it into the offering boxes as you leave. Um, And again, it's the same. It's the hassle-free guarantee. We're just gonna give you some really clear um, next steps of what to do with your faith in Jesus. Um, Hey, before we dismiss you, I'm gonna do something um, unique to us here. Um, And we'll talk more about this, but if you would take out this worship guide. Take it out, take it out, take it out. Everybody in the room, everybody in the room. Inside this worship guide is a one life serve team connection card. If you get that, will you wave it at me, everybody around the room? Wave it at me, wave it at me, wave it at me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, you remember at Easter, we have a survey that I ask everybody to fill out for me. Um, I'm going to ask us, um, before we dismiss, I have a few moments here, um, before we dismiss you to fill this out. As we launch a new location, we have roughly about 100, um, 150 people that will leave this location and go to our East Mesa location because they live close over there. Um, they're, they can invite their neighbors <laughs> there, all that. Um, and so, we obviously our, that's part of our vision and mission, um, but it gives all of us an opportunity now at both locations um, to use the gifts that God's given us to serve. Um, And so I'm gonna ask you to do this. Some of you, um, and I'm gonna, a couple quick things. Let me run through that. All the information in the front is just helpful for us. But here are the three questions that we're trying to get clear on from our church. And the first one is our East Campus will launch in September. Um, What campus will you be attending? Will it be this one? This is, so we're gonna call this the University Campus on University Road, okay? University Campus and then our East Campus. We're not calling it East Mesa. We're not calling it East Mark. We're calling it East so we can attract people from Queen Creek, people from Florence, Santan Valley. It's gonna be One Life Church that is our East Campus. With me on that. So I need to know what campus are you attending? The second is which service will you be regularly attending? (laughs) Now, I know some of you are like, well, I can't commit to nine o'clock every single week. Right, for the majority of the time, what service will you attend? And obviously we only have a 9 a.m. at our university um, campus. So let let us know that, that'll help us plan and prepare. And then serve team interests, using the gifts that God's given you. um, You could say this, hey, I'm already on a serve team. I'm really happy with that, just check that box. And you could say, I'm not currently serving, but I want to join a team. I wanna use my gifts here. Check that box. And then I'm gonna make you check it. Hey, I'm not interested in serving. Let us know. At least that helps me know how to pastor you better. I'm not interested in serving at this time. That information will be really helpful. Now flip it over. On the back, there's a list of all different kinds of areas where you can serve and use your gifts. Some of you that are already serving on a team, you don't really need to fill that out. If you wanna circle where you are, that's fine. But if you're checking box number two, I'm not currently serving, but I wanna join a team, just let us know what areas you think you would be interested in. And by no way, shape or form, does this mean this is the ministry. This just gives us a good place to have an opening conversation with you. And a member from our team, our pastors, our staff will reach out and they will have a personal conversation with you about this card. And, and here's the deal. We're committed to this as, as a staff, as pastors. That our goal is to help you like, to find your sweet spot. And so if you circle, hey, I'm gonna serve with the kids or the cafe, and you get in there and you're like, uh, I don't really like kids that much. Great, um, we'll help you find a place to serve here at One Life at One Life Church. Okay, I'm gonna be even more bold right now. As we go to one church in two locations. So every week, I asked our team, um, if every role is filled, like perfectly, um, how many open spots do we have right now for our surf team? How many spots do we have um, with one church in two locations? There are over 70 spots right now to plug you in to serve at, in one of our one of our campuses in one of our areas of, of ministry. So I say that I'm like we need you. I mean, we're working fine without you. I mean, I'll be we're, we're doing fine. But I just know that this church would do so much better if you understood your gifts and you walked into the calling that God has for you. Um, and so that's what I'm gonna ask you to do over the next couple of weeks. Will you get on a team? Will you help us? Why? Just to serve, on, no, to reach more people for Jesus, right? To help people take a step in following and following him. So um, when you're done, we have some, some songwriting music back there. I mean, just you know, get your pen out, fill that out for us. Fill it out, fill it out, fill it out. Okay, now that we're gonna go old school, I'm gonna invite our ushers to come down front. And would you slide right now, like right now in the moment, like come down front, and will you slide these over to the nearest row? And they're gonna pick them up in just a moment. Come on down, come on, let's, let's hurry this up. Let's go, why are we going so slow? Let's go. We got, we, I'm already late. And they're gonna pick those up for you. I am very grateful. Slide them over, slide them over, slide them over. All right. Online, um, on that connection card, if you're out of town this week, um, whatever the case is, um, you can check that connection card online and our team will reach out to you and I'll, all this, this, the same goes for you on our online, on our online campus. All right. Um, if you're a guest today in the room, I'm gonna be down front for a few moments. I would love to shake your hand. I'd love to welcome you today to One Life Church. And, and if you need prayer for any reason, our prayer team will be down front. Um, this is a safe place. Let me, let, me, let me say this again, no judgment, no shame. If you need prayer, do not leave this campus before talking to one of our prayer partners. We would love the, cho- the chance to pray with you and to pray for you, regardless of what's going on in your life. We're here for you. All right, I'm gonna invite you to stand on your feet all over the room. I do want to pray a blessing over you. And again, next week at the movies, it's going to be a lot of fun. Invite somebody to come with you. We're going to have a great time together. Uh, Let me pray. God, again, thank you for the amazing people of One Life Church. Thank you for what you're doing here. Thanks for the work uh, that you're doing in our individual hearts and lives. And I pray, God, that we'll have the best, the best Sunday afternoon that we've ever had. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Hey, church, I love you. Keep coming back. We'll see you next weekend. God bless you.